Welcome to Original Mind Zen Sangha. Today's Dharma talk is given by Andre Taysan Hallo. Uh, so tonight's talk is going to be called Neither Loss Nor Gain. Buddhism is called and known as the middle way between extremes. Um, originally, when the Buddha introduced the middle way, it was to explain his path, which um, uh, cut down the center between self-indulgence and asceticism. So much of our, our life is spent in one of those two extremes. Either denying ourselves or indulging ourselves. Uh, denying ourselves because we think that we're not worthy or some, of something. Uh, love, relationships, promotions, security. Or, on the other hand, self-indulgence, which you, you don't have to look past or uh, look far into our culture, which is one that is constantly seeking to sell us something, some, some way to self-improve. And oftentimes that's what informs our practice. When people come to Buddhism or to meditation, they're looking to either gain something, patience, equanimity, or lose something like impatience or um, stress. And those are very worthwhile aspirations for the beginning of our practice. However, when we commit ourselves to practicing every moment of our waking day, those just become one more milestone, one more accomplishment for us, which we add to all those other ones. It just but practice can then be relegated to just another form of self-improvement or just another thing that we can brag to our friends about. Well, I meditate for 45 minutes a day. Uh, I was fascinated today. My children were watching a nature program. And there was this man. He looked to be uh, armed. He, he had like a, looked like he had like an assault rifle. But uh, he was in the jungles of what I only can imagine is Africa. And uh, he was leading this expedition to study gorillas. And this gigantic silverback gorilla started charging at him and I would have been completely petrified fight or flight I would have flown <laughs> the cuckoo's nest this man uh, completely com with utter stoicism stood unmoving I mean whether this was training or not I don't know how he mustered this courage he didn't move a hair and this lumbering beast of muscle. I mean, this, this gorilla must have weighed 400 pounds, just like solid muscle, was stampeding towards him. And then it stopped and retreated from him because he didn't move a bit. He neither engaged, which is what I'm told you're supposed to do with a bear, by the way. If you see a bear and the bear's chasing you, you want to make yourself look imposing. So if you jump up on a rock and go, rah, that could work. Otherwise, you're in some trouble because you're not going to outrun a bear anyway. All right. Um, 
But he didn't do that. Neither did he retreat, though, which the guerrilla probably would have perceived as a form of weakness and pursued him. Uh, and, and I note, though, that he had, like I said, he had a looked to be some sort of like submachine gun on him. So he could have defended himself and harmed the guerrilla, but that wasn't why he was there in the first place. It was to lead this expedition to study them. And I, and I thought, what a perfect metaphor for our practice, which is neither seeking something nor retreating from it. Those are our two human instincts. Uh, when we see something that we like, we, re we either um, reject it or we seek more of it. Or we're neutral towards it. For instance, like me in the Super Bowl. I, pff, I could care less. doesn't mean anything. I neither reject it nor pursue it. But more often than not, we're in one of those two extremes. And that's, I think, the human tendency. Is to seek to gain something or to lose something. To get away from something. Our practice about, is about becoming mindful of that impulse. That innate fight-or-flight <clears throat> instinct that uh, underlies so much of our lives. And instead, mustering as much presence of mind and awareness so that we can engage whatever life gives us with as much equanimity as possible. So that we can then respond in suit. It's not about being uh, placid or peaceful all the time, serene. Which is what we often think of, or, or many people think of a Zen practice or Buddhist practice is. It's about becoming peaceful. Not necessarily. Because sometimes we have to be stern. Sometimes we have to be forceful. Sometimes we have to be loving. When we train ourselves to respond to life on its terms rather than our own, then we can give it the medicine that it needs. In this instance, with this uh, jungle guide, he responded perfectly fine, and it was equanimity. I think that that's an apt metaphor for our, for our state of mind, the way that we engage things. Not so much our behavior, because sometimes we, we need to be strong forceful, tough love. They were also watching this video and there were these two uh, capuchin monkeys inside of, right, right next to each other inside these uh, cages. And the experimenter um, handed the one monkey a rock and then the monkey would go down the cage and then hand it back to the, the, um, the experimenter. And in response or reward for that, you would get a cucumber. And he was all excited. He was happy to get the cucumber until he saw his neighbor got a grape. Then, when the monkey was given a cucumber, he threw it at the experimenter. It was like, screw you. So much about loss and gain. That, um, that tendency of us to look at uh, the world in terms of what are we getting in comparison to what other people are getting. So by no means does uh, Zen suggest or encourage us to be passive. Uh, social justice is of paramount importance, especially today when we talk about how unequal and uh, unfair our society can be. Yet, what do we do with, it, with our minds? 
Buddha means awakened. Not enlightened, not three feet off the air, not disengaged, but present, aware, attentive, so that he, she, we can respond in, in the best way possible. Sometimes that might mean throwing the cucumber back at somebody. Hey, this isn't fair. Other times it's providing a gentle hug or maybe remaining silent or standing up for somebody. So as equally important part of our practice is about cultivating that ability to respond instantaneously to what life needs. Somebody slips, you catch them. It's a red light, you stop. Unless, of course, as I saw a truck the other day, the truck driver didn't have enough time to stop. And so he blew a red light. And when he did, he honked his horn so as to warn oncoming traffic in the other direction. Hey, I can't, I can't stop. Because if he jammed on the brakes, he, he probably would have jack, jackknifed and, and caused a, you know, a massive collision. So in that instance, it was appropriate to, to break the rules. And that's why our, our uh, precepts in our practice are not steadfast commandments, but rather guidelines for how we should, most of the time, live. Well, we always have to exercise our caution and be aware that a moment of in, in, inattentiveness can lead us spiraling down into that world of loss and gain. So that that habitual mind of ours will try to appropriate our practice and turn it into a badge of some sort of accomplishment. Well, I'm a Buddhist, I'm a meditator. The middle way between all of that is to come back to this present moment, to let go of all of those thoughts that are rampaging through our minds, and instead, taste the water. Sit with the pain in your knee. Nothing could be simpler than, than Buddhist practice. Simple doesn't mean easy. But simple means bare. All we have to do is stop everything that we normally do. The chatter inside of our mind, chasing after those emotions or pushing those emotions away, and just sit. Stop those social games, mental games, emotional games, and just open ourselves up to this moment. The present moment, which is beyond both loss and gain. That was Andre Tesan Hallow. Thank you for joining Original Mind Zen Sangha.